What's up? What's up? What if that was our thing? We're opening. We just open and we're like, what's up? <laughs> it's very 2000s. Uh, I would like to say that I woke up at 3 a.m. this morning with a horrid hangover. And of course, I vowed to never drink again. Yeah. Yeah, you had two glasses of wine and were hungover. Yeah, not an exaggeration. Two glasses of wine. I wake up at 3 a.m. with basically a migraine. You think you were dehydrated? Yes, I was. Classic. I know. But Marks is coming over uh-huh. in an hour. I'm excited to talk to him because he went to five countries. <laughs> I'm reading this caption and it says, 30 days, five countries, 12 cities, and a million selfies. He did a solo vacay in Europe. Right. We were interviewing him because he just went through a pretty gnarly breakup. I mean, he kind of did like an eat, pray, love situation. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I want to know about any, the love. I know there was eating involved. I don't know if there was love involved. I don't know if there was prayer involved. And that's what we're going to ask him about. Okay. I love that. I'm pumped. Have you done solo vacations before? I sure have. I have been to New York by myself and then I did a staycation here in LA but I'd say it would count yeah where'd you go again Hotel June I did too I did Hotel June and then the Hoxton in downtown I forgot about that one yeah that was fun I like that one anyway I can't wait to hear what Marks has to say yeah that's a great jumping off point launching point it really is launch pad launch pad where you have liftoff who knows where it's gonna go and here we go you should do um, James and Deanna. I think that'd be great. Wait, you guys met them at um, yeah. Stacey and Micah's yeah, like, yeah, back yeah. pool party. Oh, that is a good idea. The vans. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And she's so good at like talking and stuff. He's He is too, but she's like a pro. And, yeah. I'm sure um, she is. I can see they're that. They're super cute That's together, too. That is a great idea. We just had uh, Mike and Stacey. Oh, do something? Oh, Yeah, wow. they came here. Oh, they did cool. the podcast. Wow. Yeah. yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. What did they talk about? So, uh, parenting and marriage. Yeah. Um, you, did you watch that Shiny Happy People documentary? It's about... I don't watch documentaries. Okay. Well. I don't watch a ton of documentaries either. It's just not my thing. I don't yeah. Know. I like scripted you. stuff. Me too. Make me laugh. Totally. Or it stresses me out. <laughs> to- no, this was very <laughs> traumatic. Like, it wasn't fun, oh, this yeah, documentary. No, thank you. So, yeah, no, it's... Not not a fun one, but it's about this IBLP, Institute of Basic Life, Life Principles, that Micah grew up in. Mm. So it's like homeschool Christian curriculum. So he talked about that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm dying to hear about your trip, okay. first of all. Yeah. So for 30 days, you traveled Europe by yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. And you did five countries. Five countries. A total of like 12 cities, like with day trips and stuff like that. How did you know like how long to stay in each country, each city, or did you have it planned out before? Not really. So for a while, I've, I think it's been like a couple of years since I took my 23andMe. This is kind of how it started. Oh. Um, so I took my 23andMe and it told me that I was 59% Native American. So from like Mexico, my mom is Mexican. She's from Mexico City. My grandma's from Oaxaca, so from those regions. And then it, to my surprise, I don't, I don't know my real dad. So like it, it said I was 29% European from Spain and Portugal. 
So when I took that, I was like, oh, I, I, that's so cool. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Mexico City. I've been to Oaxaca. Um, and I've never been to Europe. So I was like, oh, that would be amazing to go to Europe and figure out what these places are about. I've been dreaming about this for a while, for maybe like two, three years. Um, and I'd always talked about it. I've talked about going. Um, and I brought it up last year to my friend group and my ex at the time to go on this trip. And then, as you know, went through that breakup. And then... Was he going to go with you? He was supposed Originally? to. Yeah, okay. that was kind of the plan. And we hadn't booked anything or we had always... We were just talking about that and... That was kind of the idea back right. then. So then when, you know, the breakup happened and I stepped into this year, I was still wanting to go. And I was like, I thought about asking people to come with me or like waiting for maybe the right person to come along to join me. But I was like, why wait for anyone? I decided just to like not wait for anyone and not ask anyone and just go by myself, which was kind of scary at the time. Yeah, were you nervous about it? Had you done any sort of solo vacation before um not like this um so even before this year like i had never traveled alone so i decided to test the waters and i went to uh dc for a weekend by myself oh nice yeah so i was like let me dip my toe i don't know what this is like i don't know what it's gonna feel like okay it was the first time i'd ever stayed in a hotel by myself flew by myself anywhere so yeah that was me testing the waters how did dc go by yourself it was fun i was kind of nervous it was interesting just to like stay by myself and have breakfast by myself or right. you, I think I I did have a dinner I had like sushi by myself and yeah it was kind of cool like what I sat at the bar and I talked to the bartenders or the servers and do you meet people like easily like I've, I've been on like some work trips alone uh, so only like a couple days at a time but I I would go out and like try and have an adventure and it would just be like not an adventure I just kind of like go to dinner and then go back to my hotel and be like, well, that was it. I just never, was never good at like uh, making friends, I guess. Putting yourself out there and like How do you even do that? People? I don't yeah. even know how. How do you? I mean, even here now, like I've done a couple of solo dinners or solo going out to, for a drink and I'll just sit at the bar. And I, I love talking to people. So it's just like the bartender will see me by myself and I, yeah. I'll just talk to them. You know, I mostly just talk to the bartender and then the bartender's talking to the neighbor and then that kind of creates a bridge for me to be like, oh yeah, that's so cool, or what are you drinking? Yeah, you go. You have gotten a drink by yourself here in LA. Yeah. That's like something out of a movie that that's... I've seen that I would, I feel like I've never had the guts to do. Well, you got a movie by yourself. And I like, it's hard for me. Really? Yeah, sort of. I like being by myself. I, I've done a couple solo vacations and I would go to like the hotel bar and kind of what you're describing. I feel like I usually don't interact with people that much. I just kind of like keep to myself, but I like just sitting there, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like even if I look weird, it's kind of nice. It's peaceful. Yeah, I think it helps if the scene is aesthetically pleasing. Like yeah. a few years ago, I would go to like um, Laguna Beach all the time and sit by the beach in a restaurant and have dinner by myself. Sounds great. Yeah, that was when I first came out. So that was kind of like my first experience doing that back then. And then now, like, I'm single. I have friends, you know, sometimes they're busy, but I'm, I'm, you know, wanting to do something. So I'll, I'll go by myself sometimes. You just don't let that stop you. Yeah. 
I love that. So, I'm going anyways. Yeah, you should, that's it. your homework. You gotta go to like a bar by yourself. Oh my gosh! You All right, I got you this. You can do it. <laughs> All right, I got this. So in Europe, I mean, that's a long time—thirty days. I've never been <clears> by myself for that long. I don't think. Was it challenging at times to be by yourself, left with your feelings, or was it good to just be distracted and? You're in Europe, you're just having fun. Like, what was the experience like? There's, like, so many things that come up. Um, this was my first time traveling by myself for the extended period of time. First time in Europe, I did hostel, so that was my first time ever in a hostel. Um, and then first With time... With the bunks and the lockers and exa- stuff. Yep. Okay. yep. So you're rooming Everything. Like Yeah, people. full hostel oh experience. My God. <laughs> yeah. um, so... Was it mostly young people yeah so most hostels have like an age range Uh, i think it caps at like 45 so everyone's pretty like young um so there was like a lot of firsts and this was also my first time taking this much time off of work which is like huge i feel it like what i kept hearing in europe was like you're from the u.s and you're taking this much time off like it's unheard of for (laughs) not for them but for you for an american for an american yeah so it's kind of i was like oh yeah that i guess that is rare just unique but um can we just adopt how europe does their vacation because a lot of their vacation is like nine weeks yeah in a year that yeah. people get in here oh, yeah then you're gonna have to dump europe's gdp oh let's go god. america <laughs> oh my god and then here it's like two exploitation weeks. <laughs> two weeks let's I'm go like, that's not enough two weeks is not yeah. even enough to just go to the obligatory weddings yeah. i have to go to and like the holidays and that's pretty much it so i think that's awesome that lululemon let you do that yeah and i still have vacation <laughs> so Good. Yeah, I still have la- yeah so i'm oh planning God. another trip to mexico city um this one's gonna be two months this one's gonna be three months no, <laughs> <laughs> no um but i want to go for dia de los muertos oh my god yeah, we, we actually did, did. Uh, oh you did yeah two years ago when we were nomads that was we lived in mexico city for a month Amazing. We stayed in Roma Norte. Yeah. But I didn't make any friends during Dia de los Muertos because I'm not good at making friends. <laughs> we didn't. No. But we made some friends. Like the our little ice cream guy. Yeah, ice cream guy. That yeah. Was he was so great. We just got, was it ice cream? It was like gelato, gelato. and, and uh, crepes and stuff. We would just go there all the time because it was right under the little apartment that we were sitting yeah. at. It was so cute. And he would just come to us and be like, I just created this new flavor of ice cream. It's mango blueberry basil or something. And he would just let us try it. And we just loved him. It was great. So we made one friend. We made one friend. <laughs> I feel like we made more, but maybe not. Maybe. Just not good at that. Maybe That's where I need to push myself. I mean, it is hard when you're going with people. You know, you want to hang out together yeah. with your people. And so I get it. We had a disaster like Dia de los Muertos day though because i i think we got the days wrong like we thought the big parade was the following day yeah something like that it was a saturday we thought it was a sunday something like that and then we realized way last minute that it was that day so we were basically chasing it all around town and we kept missing it by just a little bit the tail end of it so we we just saw it from like far away and it just it didn't go well but (laughs) We, I gotta go back. We got to see I all love the crowds Mexico City. and like everyone's makeup and the costumes and that was so cool. And yeah. the the energy was amazing and all the decor like everyone had decorated the their little apartments. Yeah, like, yeah, it was great. We even so. decorated ours. We did. We bought marigolds and like put it in our That's little so cute. Airbnb. Where are you staying in in Mexico City? 
Uh, and Roma Norte. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been to Mexico City a few times, and it's like my favorite city in the world. So I'm it's excited to go cool. back. Yeah. Did you go to uh, Pajol? We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so good. It's um, probably like one of my favorite meals that I've had. The aesthetics are really yeah. great, though. So we sat at the bar there and met the bartenders, and then the chef came out and like said hi to us, yeah. and then they took us to the courtyard. I and, wish like, we were at us. the bar yeah. at that place. I know, yeah, we were in the back corner, so we kind of at a weird spot. Yeah. Yeah. We the had only... the mole. This was two years ago? Yeah. And the mole was aged longer yep. than we had known each other, I think. Weird. Oh, my god. Which is just like, whoa. I had not... When they started this dish for me, I didn't know you. That's wild. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. That is wild. Our one mistake... I mean, it, was a, it wasn't really our fault, but it was so booked up and we try to get a res and the only res we could get was for lunch yeah right when they opened so we were just like wishing it was dinner time because it's like a seven course meal <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of weird at like noon <laughs> you know but it was fine it was still, it was it was expensive great. yeah it was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's worth it worth, worth what it. was that yeah. town that was like the beverly hills of city that was in um polanco yeah, yeah. mm-hmm I liked it over there. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. I love Mexico City. Yeah. Such what was your favorite city. city in Europe? Gosh, that's so hard. Um, I think it was the cities that I wasn't, that weren't planned and they oh. were unexpected and that my expectations were really low. Uh, so I had originally planned for France, Spain, and Portugal. And my friend, Credo, um, she married this man from the Netherlands. They met here. Um, and she was in the Netherlands. So I was like, oh, I'll just fly to Amsterdam and then I'll, we can meet up for the afternoon or the day. And so I landed in Amsterdam and yes. it was like pretty like epic. I got to see Beyonce there. No way. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Wait, yeah. when, when did you go? I feel like trip? y'all might have been at I was in Amsterdam when Beyonce was there. We were probably there at the same time. What the heck? I we wish we would have known that. We were all in Europe at the same time. We were. So what happened? What? What happened was, Bo and me flew into London. I stayed in London for my sister-in-law's bachelorette, and he went with his brother to Amsterdam for his like bachelor party. So that weekend is probably when you were there. Whoa. So I I landed the fifteenth. That was our last night there. Mm. Oh my god, you guys. That's crazy. Yeah, I landed the 15th. I landed at 10 p.m. First of all, the sun is still out at 10 p.m. in Amsterdam. That was wild. I landed and I was getting my Uber. I was like, did I get the time zone wrong? Like, it's still bright out. Yeah, Um, that was so wild. It was was wild. So, um, and then that night, I find out that Beyonce is performing that whole weekend. And I'm like, holy shit, Beyonce's here. I've never seen her perform. Like, I've, it's been on my bucket list for a long time. So I just, like, casually, I'm like, let me just see how tickets are. And, you know, I'm on a budget. I'm trying to, like, he, like right. hold, hold back and just, like, no, it's, you know, I'm here for a month. I need to be responsible and not blow through my budget. And then I look, and the tickets are $200. Oh, my God. For, like, f- the floor. And what? I'm just, like, I'm getting these fucking tickets. Hell, yeah. yeah. Hell, yeah. And then the next day, I saw Beyonce. Amazing. It was, like, spiritual, life-giving, life-changing. Yeah. Like, it was so good. Wow. I'm so Damn. jealous. I am so jealous. Box. We should have done that. I know. You guys, y'all could have gone. Y'all would have had a good time. We were talking about it. 
gosh. That's amazing. So you like Amsterdam? I love Amsterdam. Yeah, and then it started off with a bang. Like I got there at 10 p.m. I had just been flying for like 24 hours because I had a delay in um, in Istanbul. So then, and then I meet these two girls at the bar of the hostel, and we like hit it off right off like right away. Yeah. And then next thing I know, I'm out to four in the morning on the first night in oh Amsterdam. Gosh. Just hanging out with these two girls the whole time, and like we went out to bars and clubs. And were they was... from there? No, they weren't. No, no, they were actually American, but they lived in Germany. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So they were traveling too. So cool. And the next day, for Beyonce, I met two other girls, and we went to Beyonce together. And we turned out it turned out that we had met bought the tickets for the same area. Nice. So we were just Perfect. together the whole time, and then we met people there and. We're out to four in the morning again. I feel like going to the Beyonce concert is probably just unifying. You know, yeah. everyone there is connecting over a th- her. A thousand being percent. Yeah. And you every- need to make friends yeah. there. <laughs> so good. I don't know if you answered, like, how did you go from city to city? Like, how did you know, okay, it's time to go now. Now yeah. I'm going to yeah. move on. So, original plan was France, Spain, and Portugal. Landed in Amsterdam. That was amazing. And then I took a train down to Bredo to meet my friend Credo. That rhyme? Yeah, my head. <laughs> I think it rhymed. Down to Bredo. Bredo to, to meet with my friend Credo. <laughs> yeah, am I a rapper? I think <laughs> you are. Are you Beyonce? <laughs> am I Beyonce? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I met down with her and we kind of went out for drinks and kind of had an afternoon together. Went out to um, a late lunch and, and then I made my way over to Paris. Honestly, most of my trip was like last minute plan. Like right. I booked my flight a week before I left. I booked my first hostel in Amsterdam the night before I left. And then I booked my Paris hostels like second night into Amsterdam. Um, and I added two stops in Italy. Where in Italy? Um, I stopped in Florence and Positano. I've never been to either of those places. But you've been to Florence, right? Florence, saw the David. Yep. It's very impactful. Very core memory. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it, it was truly his masterpiece. Like, what did you think of it? It was great. Because you never know with like, what are they called? National treasures that these right. tourist attractions were, not the, the David's a tourist attraction, but like. Sure. You're comparing it to like the Tower of Pisa. It's like. Yeah. You just like, never know. Like you get so much hype. Like the Mona Lisa gets so much hype and then you see it and it's kind of hit or miss if you are impacted by it or not like sure. some people are like i could have stared at the mona lisa for hours and some people are like that was so tiny i could barely see it right wasn't worth the hype you yeah. know so but the david lived up to the hype yeah the david what was weird with the david is they had some like replica david statues in mm-hmm. other places in florence so i felt like i'd already seen it yeah and then when i we like waited in line we had our tickets and all that and we went in there and then i saw it like in person and I, my expectations were kind of like I think my brother kind of wants to see it, so we'll go see it. Like, I'm kind of whatever. And then seeing it, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? That is mm-hmm. insane. I feel like when, like at least for me, when my expectations are low, it allows for surprise or yeah. like for you to be in awe because your expectation is low, you didn't expect it, and then it is, it is actually gorgeous and stunning. Yeah, that gets me. I a lot of times have high expectations yeah. for everything, yeah. and then yeah. I get let down. But <laughs> I just need to lower my expectations <laughs> a lot, and then I'll appreciate things. It's hard not to have expectations. That's the biggest challenge for me. Same. So with traveling by yourself, what was your emotional state like? Like, mm. was it up and down, or um, describe that part of it? 
Yeah, I mean, I think my my favorite part about traveling alone was that I got to meet such great people. And then there were moments when I was just alone. And a lot, most of the time it was fine and it was great. And I was like, oh, I'm, I get to explore and do whatever I want. I don't have to ask anyone for permission. I don't have to ask for someone's consideration or anything. Like I could just literally walk a block and then come back or walk to the beach, go shopping or, you know, I love to it shop. So I'd always have to include <laughs> <Yeah>. the shopping. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just like, yeah, this moment of freedom where I didn't have to consider anyone or anything. And I, right. I just got to whatever I want. And then there were moments of loneliness and I was like, oh, I'm alone. And this moment standing in front of this beautiful city would be enjoyable with someone else too, you know? And then I would think, oh, I'm a little sad or lonely right now. Like I'm so used to avoiding feelings, mm-hmm. you know? So then that uncovering and like, don't run away from feelings, mm. you know, it's therapy's done a lot of work uh, on me. So just like learning to even acknowledge a feeling is, is a big step for me. Like I don't have to do anything about it. Just have to like acknowledge it or see it. It's almost like I'm trying to step out of my body. Like, oh, there's, the, there's sadness or there is loneliness. In those moments of sadness, I was just like, okay, I can acknowledge that I'm alone right now and feeling a little lonely or sad, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have to do anything about it. I don't have to run away from it and try to find some sort of rush or like entertainment, which is what I'm so used to doing, is like moving on to the next thing or trying to distract myself from a feeling. So yeah, in those moments of loneliness or sadness, I would just try to sit there or I would even literally just physically sit there and be like, oh, I'm a little sad today or right now in this moment. And then just like acknowledge it. Then the feeling would go away and then there'd be feelings of joy or happiness or... It's cool because I feel like those uncomfortable feelings are uncomfortable. So we try not to feel them and we just try to like stay busy or if we feel them coming up, distract ourselves. And... I think that makes them worse and yeah. just like has them build. But if you just let them come up and feel them and acknowledge them, like you're saying, then it allows them to leave. But resisting them makes it compound. And so it's cool that you just gave yourself time to be like, you know what? I'm sad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I even cried one time. Really? Do you cry? I never cry. Really? Yeah. But so, I mean, in therapy like we talk about the work isn't that I need to solve the feeling or chase after or find even understand it fully I the beginning of my work with emotions and feelings is just to acknowledge them mm-hmm. like oh there they are do you think that going on this trip helps like a new level of healing for you like with the breakup or just in life great question in life just I think learning to trust myself and not like rushing my life um to just in general like i feel like when i'm in la even like now again and i can't i'm trying to actively work against this like i'm counting down my days and i'm always looking to the weekend or i don't know if it's work or just like it's just like i felt like i was always counting the days and i think this was like my biggest takeaway like in europe i was like time literally slowed down yeah I just felt like life was more simple and I would look around and people were like having an after walk which is what they call it (laughs) in Paris and like they would sit by the canal and they'd be having some wine with like some snacks with their friends 
and like that then looks so simple and i know that it's more complicated than what i can see on the surface of this people that i'm just observing um and they probably have their own life and everything but it just seemed so simple and like they were enjoying their day i noticed that coming back to la after being in amsterdam that there's nowhere to like i went on a walk by myself and i just wanted to like sit and just yeah for a little bit and there's nowhere to do that yeah and if you were to do that people would be like what's he doing like it'd be kind of like sketchy yeah but like amsterdam everyone's just sitting on the canals it's like whatever yeah yeah when we were in london we just got stuff for a picnic and we laid out a blanket and we just sat in a park in london and there were so many people that were doing that and i don't really know a good park that people do that here like maybe pan pacific people do it but it's like it's not ratio wise it's yeah yeah, it's like really people are it. always on the go Yeah, here, and just the culture. And the park that we went to, we had to drive to it, and that kind of like almost ruins it. Yeah, the bike culture is so yeah. nice. Bike culture, walking. walking culture in London, Paris. Yeah, the only times I took an Uber in Europe was to the hostel and to the airport. So when you were in Spain and Portugal, that's like your roots, right? Yeah. Did you feel any sort of connection to... The land, or you're like, oh my god, this makes sense. Like I'm meant to be here, or anything like that. Do you smell the soil in your hair? <laughs> yeah, I just laid on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm um, no, I mean, I don't know much of the culture, and I knew that. So when I travel, even I notice that I have like my non-negotiables. Um, but my two non-negotiables for this trip was like, I want to have paella. Mm, and I, I, it needed to be authentic. It needed to be like really good because I love food and big foodie. And you know, the reason that I travel is for food and drinks. You know, like I want to have that and experience that in a culture. You know, so that was like one thing that I was the non-negotiable for me was finding a paella that was authentic and really good. So I found that. Nice. Yeah. Where was it? Uh, it was near the beach. Um, I. Can't think of the name right now. Wait, is this in Barcelona? In Barcelona, yeah. yeah. I love um, Barcelona. That is a cool city. So you did 30 days alone. Mm-hmm. You had some lows and some highs. Would you do it again? Or, or if you did, how soon would it be? Yeah, I or would. would you recommend I do it? I would a thousand percent do it again. And I would recommend that every person that is on this earth would do, should do it I what was like your that. biggest takeaway like why why should i why would i do it yeah you put on instagram your takeaways can you summarize those do you remember you were like i think you said people are good i think i mean people are good you know i i believe that and you know people do things out of you know their experience when they do make decisions that aren't that good but i believe in people always and these people that i met were like incredible that was probably the best part of my trip was like the people that I met along the way were just like incredible human beings and they were like so cool. Yeah, we live in different countries, meet uh, a couple of people in different states because they're in the US, but and I probably won't see them often, but I follow them on Instagram and I'm going to follow along and stay connected as best as I can. People are good. I'm okay and I can do things that are harder out of my comfort zone, take risk and make bold choices to do the things that feel scary because they're worth it. it. It's interesting traveling in different countries because LA is a really good example. It seems so heterogeneous, like big, it is, it's a melting pot. 
but then you go to Europe and you're like, oh, these people have just like completely different occupations and mm-hmm. it's just a completely different place. Yeah. I, and it's so cool. I love it. Instagram now that you can follow somebody and you're just kind of like connected for as long as you want to be connected to that person and like, oh, they had a baby and you can literally yeah. follow their life and you met them in this weird crossroads. I met this guy, me and my brother, uh, this was back in 2010. So when did Instagram even Probably around launch? Then. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I followed him on yeah. Instagram. His name was Albert. He's this French guy. And uh, his job was to, he took, takes the train. That's why he's on the train. To, uh, I can't remember, like to Germany. And then he drives cars back to Paris on the Autobahn. Like uh-huh. luxury exotic cars. And that was his job. That was like his gig that he was doing. <laughs> so random. Now I just follow this random 50-year-old man on Instagram. And I... Yeah. I just like text my brother every once in a while, like send him the post and be like, yeah. look what Albert is up to. That's yeah. so cool. So good. I um, want to talk about the breakup a little bit more just because I know <laughs> a lot of people probably have experienced going through breakups yeah. and I just wanted to ask if you have any tips or, you know, what you've done for, your, for yourself to like move on. How long were y'all dating? We were together for five years. Five years. We knew each other four years before that. We were friends, and then we came out together. So then that's when we dated for five years. And that's a really like significant shared experience. And yeah. you guys probably were talking about like future together, going from that to rebuilding your life. Yeah, for right? sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, so I think a lot of people can probably relate to having to think their life is going one way and then all, all of a sudden it's like oh okay totally different direction didn't see that coming now I have to kind of rebuild and start fresh yeah I mean it was a long time and like I truly did love this person and you know we were together for a long time and it was complicated and when we broke up my decision was just to like clean cut like little to no contact at all so um, and that's just what worked for me. You know, I don't think that works for everyone. Um, I don't think everyone has to do it that way. For my peace and my ability to move on, like, I just needed it to be that way. At the same time, like, my grandma passed away mm. within a couple of weeks. And then with my job, like, I had just found out that we were about to close my store. And then I was responsible for my team's um, so it was like three big things that were happening in my life at the same time. This is where I don't know if it's a scale or like a coping mechanism. I was able to compartmentalize really well. And like through therapy, which I'm, I'm you know, come back to therapy. Everyone should go to therapy. Try it out. Uh, <laughs> shout, uh, out shout out to therapy. Yeah. Shout out to all the therapists doing the hard work. Sponsored by BetterHelp. <laughs> yeah. BetterHelp Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like... The ability to compartmentalize is like really, it's like something that I'm also aware of now too. Like I was able to go through all of these things and prioritize where I needed to put my energy. And it was my grandma and her funeral and my family. And then it was my job and I had to like figure that out because I was, I'm, I'm, I'm the boss, you know? So like I have to figure it out. There is no one else that's going to do it for me. So there's that piece and then there was also my breakup in in the background happening at the same time so then i i was really thankful for that ability to my ability to be able to do that all while trying not to run away from those feelings as i was sharing earlier you know and like 
hide them or move on from them. So there were all of the feelings. There was anger, there was sadness, there was like a sense of peace, a sense of relief, a sense of like hopefulness eventually for the future. And at times it was all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Beyonce and her Lemonade album because she talks about the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, like, really see all of that work out in my life at that time. So, yeah, I mean... Wait, you're saying the Beyoncé album, before you went to Amsterdam, helped you through all Well, the Lemonade album she, oh, that she came out with she, uh, a few years a, ago, yeah. I see. Yeah. And but a still, it was Beyoncé. Yeah, it was Beyoncé, and then and then there I was in Amsterdam wow. with Beyoncé. That is so significant <laughs> and, like, I don't know, meant to be. Yeah. And then I was also there. You were yeah. also there. Wow, helping. Me. I was like, me and Beyonce helped you. Yeah. When you were yeah. yesterday. You were a crucial part of that. Yeah. yeah. Your energy, I felt it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I feel like energy. Like, I talk about that in therapy, too. And my therapist talks about that. Like, just energy that you can let go of. This energy that I was holding on to. I won't lie. Like, I think I still think about my breakup at times not as much mm-hmm. but there's a, just a huge lift that I have been able to like process and move forward in time you know mm-hmm. and it's been a year right a little bit under a year okay we're coming up on a year in a couple months okay yeah it's so interesting with breakups like they don't get enough credit for how painful they can be because mm-hmm. I went through like a horrible breakup it was a long time ago but I think it's similar to death because... Just say how you really feel. I know how you feel. Okay. I think it's... See, I have trouble speaking on this because I've never had someone, like, really close to me die. Like, I have had grandparents die, but... Nice disclaimer. Well done. Here's what I think. I think breakups can sometimes be harder than deaths Mm -hmm. because... They have died to you in a way, but everyone else gets to still enjoy them and they're still around and like they're still in the world, but like just to you, you can't go be with them. Yeah. It's underrated sometimes how much a breakup can hurt. Yeah. I don't know. It's like like... the pit and the dark night rises. (laughs) Movie reference. Yeah. They they have the like rope so people can climb try and climb out. But no one ever makes it out and it gives them a hope of escaping yeah. and it makes it way worse so oh. a death it's like as long as you're on, on earth you're not going to see you know spend time with that person again it's hopeless but a breakup there's always going to be like a tiny piece of you that's like maybe that's true and that makes it worse because with a death it's like you can accept it i mean it takes a minute i'm sure but like you accept okay they're gone but with the breakup, you could honestly forever think, oh, okay, maybe we'll get back together one day. And it's just like torture. Mm. And all, yeah, it's... Uh, I just think about with companies, you know, they give bereavement when someone dies. And it's like, can we do that for a breakup? Because <laughs> yeah. like, they're just can I, what would be, uh, What parameters would you put on that? It would be like, a, you've been together you've been officially. Together for... Is it Facebook official? Like, how do you measure how long they've been boyfriend, boyfriend? Like two years is yeah, a good... Yeah, I was going to yeah. say at least two years. And you live together. Yeah. All right. You're probably <laughs> absolutely devastated and in no position to go to work. I love this idea of the bereavement. <laughs> yeah. Period. Yeah. You get a, a leave for a mini leave for breakup. I'm here yeah. for it. Where do I sign? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. I'll sign a petition. I'll write the petition. Yeah. Okay, you guys sign it. 
Uh, well, I'm happy that I'm so glad you were able to do this trip. Like, so with 23andMe, did you feel like connected at all? Like, were you glad that you went and saw Spain and Portugal? Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I think if I were to move to Europe, I would move to Spain. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's telling. Which uh, is now on my goals list. Oh. To do? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so, so would you do that over Mexico City? Um, I would do that on top of it. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'd be. I live in both. No. I'm bi coastal. Yeah, I'm bi. Yeah. Would you do Barcelona? I um I think so, or um potentially Madrid, but I would want the next role with my job and then move out there. Oh, that way. Yeah, and you actually have. That's actually like, you could pull that off because I you know I work for FX. They're not. They yeah. don't have a branch in Seville, but yeah. they. Lululemon, that's They're global. interesting. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, if you move there, we will come visit. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll see what uh, artist is in town. We'll have to all go. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> whoever it is. I love just the impromptu. You don't know <clears throat> what you're gonna do that night, and then you have this like perfect thing that comes up, and then you just roll with it. Yeah. Those Why does it feel like memories. it's hard to do that in LA? Is that just because I live here, or is it actually because of the city? Probably because we live here. Like, maybe we're not looking for... So if I want to do something cool tonight, I, I could. Because I could probably go to the comedy store. You I've could never totally been to the find store. something cool. You can go play pickleball. Yes! Yes, we gotta, gotta play that. pickleball. I'm like, you probably think I'm total flake. I swear <laughs> to God I'm not. I don't think you actually play pickleball. We talk pickleball. about it like once no, a week. No, we really like, do. I literally <laughs> play pickleball so much I tried to find it in Europe. And really? I did. I found it in Paris. And you played All right, it? All that tracks. Of course it I was a little hungover. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the next day, so the next day, I did find a group of people. That I didn't have my paddle, and this guy was like, we'll help you play. Come, just show up. I'll have a paddle for you. Like, you don't have to bring anything. Just come. And then I woke up the next morning, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And then I look up the train, and it's like an hour and 20-minute oh train ride. Um, so it's yeah. a little outside. Yeah. Uh, and then the Uber was 25 minutes. So I was like, oh, I could Uber. Great, I'm going to Uber. And then four Ubers canceled on me. Oh, no. So then by that point, I was like, no, the train is too much. I can't make it. All right, I've never, so played, I've never played an experienced pickleballer. Yeah, pickleball I am curious to play you to see how we fare. Yeah. Because I'm like moderately athletic and it's pickleball, it's not <laughs> tennis. Am I going to be able to score a single point against you? I have no idea. I know. I, I don't like... know. What if you guys are more athletic than I am? No. I, like, I doubt that. There's no way we're better at pickleball than you, no, yeah. but I'm just wondering if we can hold our own. Because mm. I feel like we're decent, you yeah. know, but since you've been playing so much, I'm like, there's, you could just destroy us. I have no idea. So we need to test this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we were going to, and the day of, I bent over and moved a pot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That it, one. Yeah. I That's was, the culprit. I was, um, you knew you weren't I could supposed do to do it. it. And I you couldn't. knew. <laughs> I know. I knew I couldn't do it, but I just went for it anyway. And my lower back just absolutely went out and I had like a huge muscle spasm. It was pretty bad. I was on bed rest for like the whole weekend, but Such a great anyway, word. my back is okay now, so I'm ready to play pickleball, so that's that's next on the list. We're doing it. Let's do it. We're doing it. Okay, Let's do great. It. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's, I loved just hearing about your trip, and this is great. I'm inspired. I want to do it. I've talked about it before. I 
honestly am very afraid. Okay, of- so I think everyone should do it, first of all. Even if you're a couple, even if you're married, if you have kids and you haven't done it, I think everyone should experience it at least once in their life. So okay, I have to do a month. You being alone with you, you sounds to... pretty cool, but me being alone with me is very scary. Ooh, That's how I felt. I don't know. That's what I'm like. What am I? What Ooh. am I gonna like me? <gasps> I'm not sure. Now you have to do it. What if I don't like me? Oh, you're gonna love you. There's other people that like you, so you are gonna like it's yourself. True. Okay, we'll you're see. gonna. You're love not an unlikable person. Y'all all have bad taste. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where should I go? You gotta be thinking about it. Okay, we should make this happen nature for you. Forward. Yeah, that I mean, camping is a great way to be alone. Yeah, I'm sure you were. I've always scout. talked about camping by myself. Never done it. All right, we're doing yeah. it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.